0: Welcome to the Enchanted Ears pause- Podcast.
1: Where, where we discuss anything and everything, Disney.
0: I'm Angela. My tongue went dumb.
1: And I'm Joe. So it's a pause cast now?
0: It's a pause you know what? It's the positivity that we we hopefully bring into your earwaves. Your your ear your, your ear holes. Okay.
1: That that's fine. So I'm <laughs> uh, whatever you want to do is fine because I am just sitting here. Uh, I'm jittery because I'm waiting for the Avengers Endgames tickets to go on sale. Huh. I need to get my tickets. <laughs> we are under a month away. This is getting ridiculous. Disney, just release the tickets so I can buy them already. Okay? <laughs> I need. I, I think I might get, go twice on opening weekend. It's three hours. It's going to be six hours of my life that weekend. But it's going to be worth it. But I'm just sitting here constantly checking the computer. When are they going to go on sale? When are they going to go on sale? Um, I have heard a rumor. The internet is rumoring that tomorrow, so April second, is when they'll be going on sale. So, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I keep checking. You thought you just texted me the
0: other day, and you thought they were going on sale on Friday. Yes, and you were super excited. Movie,
1: yeah, movie theaters are starting to put up their show times. So I thought, oh, maybe today's the day. You know, because you keep hearing rumors of, oh, they're going to go on sale this day or that day. And now it seems to be April 2nd. It's kind of a confirmed day. But I'm not trusting that. I'm constantly checking. So I'm just waiting for my tickets. That's right. So I just can't wait. So yeah, whatever you want to say, you screw up the intro. I, I don't care. As long as I get my tickets, we're good. So the, uh, the big piece of Disney news this week is changes announced to all of the theme parks going into effect May 1st. So effective May first, uh, there will be no smoking inside any of the Disney theme parks.
0: I think that's that's been a long time coming. I think
1: so. Yeah. So they've had designated. I'm actually surprised
0: s- that they didn't have this
1: prior. I mean, well, they've had designated smoking sections, and they were very small sections. And I've personally never thought yeah. that smoking inside the theme park was an issue because they are. They're always off to the side. The so they
0: usually hide them, don't they? Yeah,
1: exactly. So now they're just saying can't smoke in the theme park at all. There'll be stations outside, uh, smoking outside of the theme park. I have so a question. Really do, do they
0: have a rule about vaping?
1: Well, That's what I'm kind of thinking. I wonder if that's why they're doing this is because with vaping, it's not really the same as smoking. So a lot of places that have no smoking, people still vape in because it's just like a vapor You know, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like it's just like the it's not steam, but it's it looks like smoke, but it's really not. It
0: seems like it's not as bad for whether or not it is. I mean, it's not. No,
1: but but it's not smoking. So a lot of places, like you'll see people vaping where there's it's not necessarily smoking. It's not the same. So yeah, so I wonder if Disney stuff
0: it's releasing to the atmosphere. So now I
1: wonder if Disney saying okay because vaping is more prevalent and those people aren't maybe always using the smoking areas, which I'm not sure if that's true or not. They're just saying okay, hey. You know, no smoking at all by the we're way we're gonna push it out public the service
0: announcement announcement vapings super bad for your lungs and stuff yeah don't like, bait, don't like smoke. yeah it, it's like giving people diseases that they didn't even see before like nurses would see in like really old people anyway so like teenagers
1: but yeah so so that's one of the changes and all of these changes I think are all around crowd flow crowd experience. A lot of it, I think, is preparing for Star Wars opening, so no smoking. The next one is you're not allowed to bring ice into the theme parks anymore, which I think is kind of a strange one, so uh. you're not allowed to bring your own ice, so if you have a cooler uh, with food or drinks, you can't use ice, so Disney's, yeah, that's weird. Disney's recommending you use kind of insulated packs, which I see an opportunity for Frozen-themed... <laughs> frozen themed refrigerator bags at Disney. They'll be selling those in the next month or two. Here, they'll be flying off the shelf. But no, no loose ice. I guess they don't want people.
0: If it drops out of your your stuff, like if it drops melting? out of your yeah, no, if it drops out of your um your coolers and stuff, it could go on the sidewalks so and people could get hurt. Maybe.
1: I guess I didn't maybe know it's that a
0: safety issue.
1: I didn't know that was or a or just an excuse
0: for Disney to sell frozen ice packs.
1: I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, and the other thing is, if you need ice, you can go up to any restaurant and say, "Can I have a cup of ice? Could I have a cup of water? They'll give it to you for free. So
0: my question is, could you bring in your cooler and then just keep going up to the same place and say, can I have a cup of ice? Can I have a cup of ice? Until you fill up. Until your... you fill it up. I mean, again. it would be super annoying and a yeah. waste of your ticket price like to do that, but maybe yeah, you could work I'm the not... system there.
1: Yeah, that, that seems like a strange one out of all of these, but the other one is they are limiting the stroller sizes so and this deals directly with crowd control so they don't want with the influx of people coming into the parks they Is this don't all disney parks or just all disney, disney world disney, all i was disney gonna parks. say because
0: this this came in this was a factor when we were in disneyland i noticed that strollers were like you know, like they they were, they were huge and took up a lot of that very limited space. Right.
1: And with the influx of people at Disneyland, and Disney World, with Galaxy's Edge, Disneyland for the past year has been going through a lot of construction projects to widen a lot of the paths in the park. So they've been moving planners out of the way. They've been doing a lot to widen it to help guest flow. And then this kind of ties in directly with that. So they don't want Uh, big strollers taking up the place. You see that in Disney world all the time where they just have stroller parking, Um, you know, in the middle of the road, they actually have, you know, taken some, some places, you know, off the road. And, and as they've shut down restaurants or merchandise stands, just made them stroller parking just to kind of get them off the street. So they're limiting the size. Now Uh, strollers can no longer be any larger than 31 inches wide by 52 inches long. Um, and this is from the Orlando Sentinel, but they mentioned is that,
0: that like a normal stroller size. I say They
1: mentioned that many double jogging strollers still fit within those guidelines. That was
0: going to be my question, because I'm like, that would kind of stink for like moms and dads of multiples, because you figure they're kind of a weird exception to the rule where, you know, if you have one kid, but you have a giant stroller, that's ridiculous. But if you have multiples, it's really hard to keep them contained. So this rule seems to kind of hurt them.
1: Right. Now, what I heard, one thing it does ban is the the large wagons. So mm-hmm. people pulling their kids in wagons—that's gonna kind of—that's gonna be outside. I have these no guidelines memory of now. being
0: in a Disney park and seeing that, but I'm sure people do it.
1: Right. So so that's kind of gone. And then you know, I guess jumbo strollers—if you have like a three-wide stroller or something—I don't even know if they make that. but <laughs> Triple wide. Yeah. So <laughs> those won't be in. it. And I guess you know some strollers may not fit into this, but it like I said, it, it says some double strollers still do even fit in that. So and again, it's just kind of limiting the path and just to help guests flow. Yeah. So so this week, actually, as you're listening to this later this week, we will be at Disney World. So be sure to, we'll be down there for the Star Wars half marathon weekend. So be sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram, at Enchanted Ears on both of them. We'll be kind of posting some photos uh, Mm -hmm. as we're down there, maybe doing some live video on Facebook or something like that. Um, you know, kind of giving an update while we're down there. Um, so so be sure to check that out. As part of this, yeah. as you started researching yeah, kind of I, gluten-free options. Right, and right. Things.
0: So of course you guys know that on the podcast that like my big thing has been food. And then since I started doing gluten-free, and again, I do it as, I, mean, I don't have celiac, but I do it for other dietary like needs to, to see if it works and helps with other health, health things. But anyway, um, I started researching because I want to be able to still enjoy the food experiences at Disney.
1: Right. And, and Disney does a great job of dealing with all kind of different allergies that you have. They're very accommodating. So you started looking up right. specifically for like gluten-free options. But this also yeah. kind of qualifies of I... for, you know, not allergies, yeah. uh, dairy allergies, all, all sorts of things. And so we thought it would be good. Uh, for the podcast, for a lot of people that don't know that that maybe have children or themselves have some sort of you know dietary restriction and are thinking about going to Disney World, you know, you go to a lot of places, it could be a challenge, but in Disney World, Disneyland, it's really not. They're yeah, very accommodating. They're super so We thought it'd be something good to talk so, about. So, and
0: and I I plan on getting into this, but like it. As Joe was saying, there's a ton of allergens that they accommodate for. But even if you are a person who you're on a diet and you're trying to go low fat, low sodium, no no sugar, uh, vegetarian, uh, even halal or kosher, Disney accommodates for all of that. You just um, particularly like with halal and kosher, you have to let them know about 24 hours in advance so they can prepare for you. But they have a lot of options for whatever dietary restriction that you might be you know, doing right now. Right.
1: And, and and this was one thing you found as you're researching it, that to kind of alert Disney beforehand. So Mm -hmm. you can make dining reservations for, for anybody that doesn't know 180 days before your trip is when the dining reservation period opens. That's six months before you go. And you kind of found out that, Hey, when you're making reservations, you should let them know if you have some sort of dietary need. Now, when I made our reservations for this trip, you weren't fully gluten-free at that right. point. So I, I didn't do that. And you told me that I, I should have. So I went back and I tried making another one. And I saw it. it's actually very easy to do. So when you make your reservation, it comes up and it says, hey, are there any special needs? And you can kind of select at that point any of those you know kind of different dietary restrictions you mentioned. But if for some reason you made a reservation and forgot to do that, the only way to then add that on is you have to call the Disney Dining. You can't you can't go online on My Disney Experience and change any of that information.
0: Yeah, which you, seems like something that they should add, because it's not like you're changing much about the reservation. You're just saying, hey, actually, I have something a special need that needs accommodation. Right,
1: and that and just that option is not available. But right. I, so I called uh, Disney Dining. We had a few reser- reservations, and I said, you know, hey, I, I made these reservations. And uh, my wife's gluten-free. I just wanted to, to have that noted. And all I had to do was give them a reservation number for one of them. And they were able to find all my reservations. And I they said, oh, okay, wow. no problem. And it took like five minutes. So it's a very simple thing to do if you forget to do it when you're making a reservation. That's or you the want Disney to add experience, ladies, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's really take a simple care of thing. So. That's awesome. And I think, and like you said, for a lot of them, if you're gluten-free or something... I think if you don't tell them ahead of time and you go to the restaurant, it's not a huge deal. It's the more um, specialty restrictions where they may have to make, like you said, kosher or something where there's Mm -hmm. a lot more requirements and they just need a little bit of um, prep time for that.
0: Exactly. So, um, but this is like a huge problem, like people with food allergies. It's funny because whenever we were kids, we didn't really, I feel like the big one when we were kids was the peanut allergy. Like you would hear people with peanut allergies, but I didn't know anyone personally who had one. But just a couple statistics for you. Approximately 4% of Americans have food al- allergies with women and people of Asian descent being the the higher, um, you know, most affected groups. groups. That's according to CBS News. And then researchers estimate that 32 million Americans have food allergies. And of that, 5.6 million of those are children under the age of 18, which works out to one in 13 children. That's crazy craziness so um and then finally so the cdc reports that food allergies in children increased 50 percent between 1997 and 2011 so you can see why disney felt the need and feels the need to you know accommodate for these things so some of the, the eight most common food allergens are milk egg tree nuts which is most of the nuts except for peanuts peanuts is its own thing that's they're part of the legume family which is where pea like peas belong to uh, shellfish wheat soy and fish and then the allergy to sesame is actually on the rise right now so um, Disney's official official statement when it comes to food allergies is by substituting different ingredients and approaches most Disney chefs restaurants and quick service locations can accommodate the following Dis- Disney food allergies and it's basically those eight plus corn they added corn to that too so um, it's just they they do a lot of really you know, They really will accommodate for you no matter what.
1: Yeah. So I guess really, like we were saying, if you tell them ahead of time and let them know when you go, they're really able to make anything for you. I mean, their kitchens are equipped to handle any of these, whether it's special equipment or or a special menu that they offer or just modifying uh, a, a menu item. So let's say, you know, you're gluten free and you want a certain thing, they could just substitute the gluten for something else. Yeah. And These, there
0: are some places that are more equipped than others to do that. And I'll talk about those as we go on. But I think that most kitchens do have the ability to do that to some extent.
1: Right. And just Disney in general is very accommodating for menu changes. I mean, if you don't like a certain food or something, whether and it's not a, an allergy situation, it's just a preference. I mean, they're very accommodating with that as well, of going in and kind of customizing what you want so it make you know it's no surprise that they're you know able and willing to go ahead with yeah with some of these allergies so you kind of were looking up some restaurants and things specifically for gluten-free but again I imagine they're going to handle all of these different allergies so what are kind of some of the the you know better restaurants you found for handling you know specifically like gluten allergies
0: uh some of the better restaurants like in general, if you don't have a specific thing you're looking for, I have a list of specific things. But if you're looking just for a restaurant, I found a really great article uh, from t- touringplans.com that goes through five excellent restaurants that are good if you're just gluten-free. Um, and the first one was Sanaa, which we've actually eaten at before, but they actually offer their bread service. They're non, they actually make, they will make a gluten-free naan. Actually, a gluten-free and dairy-free naan. Okay. So it's not just gluten. And all of their dipping sauces that come with that, except for the cucumber raita dip, um, they're also dairy-free, except for that one.
1: And Sanaa is a great restaurant. Yeah, I mean, that, That's one of the more opera scale restaurants. That's in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. It's right by their kind of little savanna that's within the lodge. So that, that's a great restaurant to go to. So the fact that they offer and that bread Mm -hmm. service is kind of one of the things they're known for.
0: Right. I think we got it when we were there.
1: So the fact that they offer that as a gluten free and dairy free option uh, is a great thing. Yeah.
0: And just in general, I I did have a chance to look at their menu and they have a great menu that breaks down all of the allergens. So they list all of the different, all of the different things, like all of the different you know, kind of
1: like on the menu, like they, they know that yeah, says, they know this, very specifically, this allerg- like so this you, is, this, this is a great
0: one, so it's not it's just for gluten. For you. So it's yeah. easy
1: for you to see and kind of pick out, Hey, I have this allergy. This is what is okay right. for me to eat. And, and okay. it is
0: definitely a good place because again, it's, it's mostly meat and veggies. So a lot of meat and veggies, um, that already is pretty, you know, allergen friendly, um, because, they don't have a lot of stuff. It's just whatever they put in the sauces. So they just are careful about that. Another place to eat is Regland Road, which is in Disney Springs. And Regland Road. This
1: is an Irish
0: pub. Yeah. Irish pub. Um, So the funny thing is like whenever I was eating gluten, I didn't eat fried foods that often except for like mozzarella sticks. And now that I can't eat it, it's just That's like. That's all you
1: want. Yeah, like, all you want I fried want, you want to bite into a fried ev-
0: chicken leg so bad. You want to fry everything. Oh my gosh, I want it so, so bad. Um, so-, so, but
1: this with Irish Pub, I mean, they have a lot of fried food. Exactly. Things. So, but they do gluten-free. But they
0: have gluten-free like fryers and I guess the, the whatever breading they use is also gluten-free. So Because you can that, get-
1: that's an issue of, you may not have gluten on the food, but if it's fried with something with right. gluten, that could like be a problem. Right, like potato chips. So they, have, so they have a separate yeah. fryer. Yeah,
0: sometimes I cheat with that because I can't not do potato chips. But and yeah. this
1: one has a show, too. They have the kind of Irish dancing exactly. at night. Exactly, so yeah. So they offer
0: one. onion rings and fried scallops and fried fish and all kinds of really great fried food that, again – So I guess we're going to have to go here. Yeah, we have to go here. But if we, and we we don't know, we were talking about before we started recording that we don't know if we have the option to like go there for a sit down, but they also have the Cooks of Dublin, which is a quick service, which has a much more limited menu. But again, they offer some of those gluten-free. I think you can get um, just like fried like chicken tenders that are uh, gluten-free and things like that. So, and Everyone loves the onion rings. They're very, like, they're all over Instagram. I know I
1: may be jumping ahead here, but can you get churros that are gluten-free?
0: Yeah, you can. Um, I think that they're in Animal Kingdom. Oh, so you have that
1: already. Okay. Yeah, there's gluten-free
0: churros at the Nomad Lounge in Animal Kingdom. And the Nomad Lounge is another place that they specialize in food allergies. So you can go there with any allergy and they're pretty accommodating with that. It's just a little stand. So it
1: makes sense because churros are like, a huge thing well, but that was like my that was one of my big a, things was a that Mickey I shaped one. food product churros are up there that everybody you see if they're talking about Disney World food snacks it's I'm here for either like a Mickey bar or some sort of Mickey thing doll whip and churros mm-hmm. so
0: and doll whip is gluten-free right so right, you're right. you're like ice cream usually is pretty good unless right. the toppings aren't so, okay,
1: well that's good enough. So you can get you can get your churros around. Yeah, the world I can get there. my
0: I, get, I can get my churros. Okay. The uh, Skipper Canteen in Magic Kingdom offers falafel, and also the person who the article uh, at, on TouringPlans.com said that they don't necessarily suggest the falafel. They suggest the tastes like chicken because it is because uh, well, they everything
1: tastes like chicken
0: <laughs> because they use uh, I don't know how to say this tamari instead of soy sauce. Uh, so soy sauce has gluten in it. And so it's a it's one of those um, things that it's very hard to eat if you have a gluten allergy or are avoiding gluten. Um, you can, it's like a whole food sector that you can't even touch. So they suggest that in uh, at Trattoria Al Forno on the boardwalk by the beach and yacht club. They offer so that
1: so that the boardwalk that's kind of in between International Gateway of Epcot. And Hollywood Studios. So if if you leave the International Gateway and you're walking towards Beach and Yacht Club, it's it's that's where the it's walk. where
0: Beaches and Cream is, isn't it?
1: Well Beaches and Cream is in the is in the um yacht beach and yacht club. The boar walks kind of the other side oh, of the okay. lake. So that's that's by I, I'm not I can't remember if the ESPN there anymore or if that is closed, but they have the uh, Ample Hill Creamery over there. And I think they have like a like a dance club, so it's it's kind of it's right on the other side of the beach and yacht club, but you can walk to it from there.
0: Oh, cool. Well, they have um, they have a couple different men, uh, meals. They have at breakfast you can get little muffins, like you get a little skillet of muffins and scones that can be that are gluten free that you can get made. Um, and for dinner, they say that almost all of their dinner options can be made gluten free, which is great for an Italian food restaurant because that doesn't come very often. Uh, but because they use gluten-free bread c- crumbs and they also have pasta that's gluten-free. And also another thing that was suggested in the article was their calamari. So another fried food that some people really love that you can get gluten-free.
1: And I imagine all of this still tastes good because I know a lot of times mm. that's just, you can get a lot of stuff Ooh, yeah. gluten-free, but it's yeah. missing. It has a yes. weird so- texture. Or it's just missing something. But all of this sounds like whatever they're using to substitute is yeah. probably a very high quality substitute and so yeah, people it's very aren't flavorful saying it's dry food. like the yeah.
0: Oodies, like whatever i got on my burger the other day and it just dried out my burger um that was yeah it's not like that and the pictures look great they don't look like
1: so you're not sacrificing flavor right and quality they don't look bad. For this.
0: exactly and then the last restaurant that was you know, pretty pretty highly recommended was the '50s Prime Time Cafe in Hollywood Hollywood Studio Studios. So again, it looks like in this particular article, this person was really craving the fried food. So this one again is comfort food. So uh, crab cakes, which I've had gluten free cut crab cakes before, they're amazing. Um, not from this place, but crab cakes, meatloaf, and chicken pot pie. Again, pie, you can't have it if you're gluten free. Right. So
1: yeah, and I think I mean kind of the list you had too it, it's a good list because they're all at different parks or different areas mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind spread of around. it's kind of spread out and there's a lot of so we talked about Sonab you know being a really great restaurant but 50 primetime diner is a really well themed restaurant it, it's all it's all 50s Have themed we eaten there? no we haven't but it, i've seen I think pictures we of about it. it yeah it's all 50s themed it's very retro and so, I mean, that's one that people love to go to anyways. And people might
0: also feel like that one's inaccessible because of the theming that's 50s that they might not be able to get right. options there. But apparently, it's really great with that. And also, you can get, like... Apparently, it's not on the menu, but you can get Aunt Liz's golden fried chicken made gluten-free. The article just said you have to stop in and tell them, like, hey, plug in your gluten-free fryer because it takes a while to warm up. So if you order it okay. while you're there, it you takes forever.
1: Time. right? But, but yeah, so there, there's a lot of... You know, variety of restaurants. You have an Italian food restaurant. You have some very highly themed restaurants, some well, you know, rated ones. So you know, you can see that, and this is just a, a handful of the restaurants, but all the other restaurants can do similar things as well. So it just really, like I said, goes to show you how I don't want to say it's easy, but it is pretty simple if you have an allergy to eat anywhere at this. Yeah, World. I was
0: really afraid of this because I think that. Whenever, even whenever I would go to Disney before, um, I think that the last, before we really started this podcast, I think that was when we, the last time we'd been to Disney. Um,
1: Disney World. Disney right. World,
0: right. We hadn't been in a while. And I never I never really researched the food at Disney World, and I never realized they had as many awesome options as they were. So I'd go, and we would go to quick serves all the time and just get, like, salads, and I didn't like the food that much. Um, and then I realized that there's a whole new world of food there.
1: A whole
0: new world. <laughs> it's your turn to sing this, this week. Um, so, yeah, like, there's just so many amazing options, and then it seems so limiting when you have a dietary restriction but they really do make it seem like you know you feel included and which is awesome right um, so another group of uh, grouping of things i have is just like specific food items that are typical like you typically can't get so the onion rings are part of them and the churros are part of that but i have a couple other ones they have gluten-free beignets at the sasagula Floatworks and Food Factory at Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter Resort. So you can get those if you're looking for something that's like a donut, which you don't get often. Uh, They have at the Garden Kiosk. So I said this wrong earlier. It's not Nomad Lounge. That is a specific place for allergens. It's the Garden Kiosk at Animal Kingdom. So they have things for various food allergies along with vegans. So... They have the they have tutti frutti, which is a milk free ice cream, and they have okay. This is this is my my big thing that I want to feature here: baby cakes, cupcakes, which are from Aaron McKenna's Bakery, which is in D- Disney Springs. But they are gluten free, egg free, vegan, and kosher cupcakes.
1: So you can get these in Disney Springs is the bakery, but they also have them. And they ship here them well. all over. Like they, okay. you can get
0: them at uh. It's, all throughout the property. Yeah, pretty. I mean, for the most part. Um, their website whenever I went on their website it also says they're soy free so that's I know a, a, something that a lot of people have an, an issue with as well um, so they apparently you can get them at the Beach Club Marketplace at Disney's Beach Club Resort the Boardwalk Bakery at Disney's Beach uh, Boardwalk the Gardens Kiosk the, the Mara at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge Landscape of Flavors at Art of Animation and Everything Pop at Disney's Pop Century oh, Resort.
1: That's where we're staying. right? But, pop I mean, Century. they don't have their
0: full menu. But at that, for example, where we're staying, they have the mini brownie cupcakes, which sounds pretty good. Okay. But, again, these kind of things are things that, again, if you're listening to this still... By the way, thank you if you're still listening to this and you don't have a food allergy. But... Um, these are just things that are really hard. Mentioned a lot
1: of good restaurants. I mean, you can eat at these restaurants even if you don't have food allergies. That is absolutely I mean, true. You've, you've listed a lot of good places and a lot of good venue items. Yeah, I'm learning just a in lot general.
0: just about the places in general. Yeah, from from doing this again, as as Joe was saying, when you have a food allergy, and you make your 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 reservation online, you just indicate it. You can. Talk about it with your server upon arrival. They also say to please mention that, and they can give you usually a, a special menu, but sometimes they won't do that. But you can just say, hey, I want this, and they can accommodate for you. If you're really, really concerned because your allergy is actually super severe, you can consult with the, the chef or special diets-trained cast member if you like. to. So you can actually, like, request that. So.
1: Okay, so if you have some very specific... Yeah, and if you're to...
0: super duper concerned before you even get there, you can contact Disney at special.diets at disneyworld.com. So you can email them there and um, ask special questions if you have something, you know, pressing that you need to ask them.
1: Okay. Do you have, do you have anything else?
0: Uh, I mean... The only other thing is like Disney's disclaimers, like any place usually, they always say, you know, we do our best to handle our foods, but we can't guarantee there hasn't been cross contamination in any sort, and we can't necessarily guarantee that our suppliers do the best job that they can. Uh, we can only kind of control ourselves, but so kind of
1: the attorneys had to know. get involved, and they had a right.
0: <laughs> All the legalese. <laughs> yeah, they had to
1: say everything. So, well, yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a good overview, and like I said, you know, it's something that. You know, impacts a lot of people, but you know, in the same respect, a lot of people may not necessarily think of it or, mm. you know, have to deal with it. And and there are some people that try to eat gluten free, whether they, they, have, need you know, they need to or they need to or not. So it we thought it would just be kind of good to to run down that, you know, you you are able to enjoy a Disney World vacation with your whole family. If somebody has a food allergy, somebody doesn't. There's a lot of great restaurant choices depending on. You know the type of cuisine you want. If you're looking mm-hmm. for themed or you know upscale, quick service, different things like that. If you want your churros, you can get your churros. Oh my gosh, you're, you're good to go. So how many
0: how many times are we going to be in Animal Kingdom? Because we're going to have to get a lot, a lot of churros, a lot.
1: Because we're going to depend- I'm going to come
0: back like 15 pounds more, and they'll we're be gonna- like, "Didn't you run a half marathon?" I'll be like, "Uh, yeah."
1: I was able to get flight of passage fast passes on two days, which I consider <laughs> maybe one of my greatest accomplishments ever in life. <laughs> you've accomplished quite a lot so
0: that's that's saying something
1: up to this date because they're very hard to get so we'll be going to animal kingdom a couple times because we uh, need to spend some time in pandora so uh but yeah so again that's a, a good segue into we'll be at disney world uh, later this week for the weekend for the, the Star Wars race. So be sure to check us out.
0: And if you happen to see us there, <laughs> if you happen to know what we look like and you happen to see us there, come say hi and say that you listen if to the podcast.
1: You'll hear our voices. And like, Those voices sound so familiar.
0: Yeah. I'll be wearing a Moana shirt. I think Joe has a couple Star Wars themed shirts. Yes. Um, yeah, I won't be wearing a Moana for for shirt when we're racing, both for days. When we're racing.
1: But yeah. But yeah. So, but, but be sure to, to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. And we'll, we'll be posting some stuff. If you have any questions or anything, you can ask them on Facebook or you can ask them on our website at EnchantedEarsPodcast.com slash podcast question. So if you have a question you want us to read on the podcast or you have a question you want us to investigate something when we're down in disney world you know this week we
0: already have one of those (laughs) let let
1: us know so um stay tuned yeah we'll be glad to do it so uh we'll we'll catch you here next week and remember have Have a a magical magical day. day